In difficult days and facing dire circumstances, it is always good to remind ourselves that God is greater than all. Scott Pauley is examining the miracles of Jesus recorded for us in God's Word. Our hope is that the message in these miracles will become real in your life. Christ is enough. Let's open our Bibles and join the study now. There's a lot of talk right now about how the devil is at work in this world, and he is at work in this world. He's the prince of the power of the air, but I want to remind you that when the devil does his worst, our Lord does his best. When Satan is destroying, Christ is restoring. We've come today to one of the most famous of the miracles. It is the story of how Jesus healed and delivered a demon-possessed man. Now, the account is found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Matthew 8, Mark 5, and Luke 8. You can read those parallel accounts. Uh, Matthew is careful to tell us that there were actually two demon-possessed men. And when you read Mark and Luke, uh, we find the concentration on one demon-possessed man from the Gadarenes. And some people have asked, well, is that a discrepancy? I like what Matthew Henry said. He said, well, if there were two, there was one. That's a pretty good statement, isn't it? And so there obviously were two demon-possessed men. Uh, one of them, no doubt, seemed worse than the other uh, because that's the concentrated emphasis of these gospel records. And uh, Herbert Lockyer even suggested that maybe Matthew referenced the two because he was writing to a Jewish audience. And remember, the Jews always wanted two witnesses for everything. And so Matthew is explaining here that there are two that can attest to the miraculous power of Christ over the demon-possessed. But let's look at Mark's account today. It is the, the longest, I think, and most thorough of the three. Mark 5 verse 1 says, And they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Think of that. Right after the miraculous uh, calming of the storm, another storm comes. There's always another battle coming. And there's always someone on the other side of your storm that needs help. The Bible said of this man in verse 3, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. Now, if you stopped right there, this is a pretty terrible picture. It's an awful a snapshot of a demon-possessed man and a weak world that is incapable of changing it. Sound familiar? Verse 6, But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he answered him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. A legion in that day was 6,000. So imagine a man with 6,000 demons, devils living in him. Verse 10, And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh to the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. 
And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus and see him, now get this, see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine, and they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. Can you imagine a people so hard-hearted towards God that even when they saw the good Christ was doing, they thought it evil? Sounds a lot like the world we're living in, a world that calls evil good and good evil. Let me give you four little snapshots today from this story that I think we can gain some insight into our world and the needs around us. First of all, there's a picture here of the sinner. Now, this sinner is a demon-possessed man. Let me hastily say that there is uh, demon possession in the world where Satan takes up residence and his devils take up residence in a man, Uh, but all sin is not demon possession, but it is the influence of Satan's work in this world And so this sinner, in so many ways, represents a lost world. Uh, Unclean, he's referred to. That's what every sinner is. Uh, The Gadarenes was a a morally corrupt place. Uh, He's living in the cemetery, a living dead man. Remember, before we come to Christ, we're dead in trespasses and sins. Uh, Man could not change him. Chains could not bind him. Here Here is a man who is out of control. He is incapable of being helped by others. He's a broken man. He doesn't just need reform. He needs Christ. Friend, this world doesn't need reform. It needs Jesus. And so there's a picture of a sinner. Then there's a picture of these spirits, and I mean by that these evil spirits that lived inside the man. They were, they were evil. They were destructive. Notice they were afraid of Christ. They knew who he was. They recognized Christ. They knew. Uh, They were a spiritual force that brought lots of physical consequences, violence. I want to tell you, all the violence and destruction we're seeing in our world is evidence of the one who came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So we have a picture of sinners. We have a picture of these evil spirits. Then we have a picture of society, a society that's unable to change a man. Curious about spiritual things, they came out to see They were curious, but it's interesting to me they were unwilling to acknowledge Christ. We live in a world filled with people who want the spiritual, but they don't want the Holy Spirit. They want religious talk, but they don't want to know God. And it's interesting to me, these people were more afraid of Jesus than they were the demon-possessed man. And that's just like our world today. They're more afraid of a holy God doing his work and his best than the worst Satan can do. It tells you how upside down, inside out the world gets, how skewed sin brings uh, into the thinking of a man, that we see things all backwards, all wrong. We have a picture of the sinner, a picture of these spirits, a picture of society, but praise God, the great picture here is a picture of the Savior, willing to come across for one sinner. Best we can tell, he came all the way over. Now, he'll come back to this region later, but He came all the way across the sea to this region for one sinner. What a Savior. Uh, He was the Savior that was worthy of being worshipped. Notice he received worship here. He exercised his power over the devil. He changed this man's life. He loves the lost. This is our Savior. The same one that crossed that sea for this man 
friend, came to this world for you and for me and for every sinner. I want to challenge you to do one of two things today. First of all, if you've never come to Jesus, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus today. He will save you. The Savior is greater than society, greater than evil spirits, and greater than your sin. Come to Jesus. And then, if you've come to Jesus, go for Jesus. The end of the story in Mark 5 is that this man prayed Christ that he might be with him. And verse 19 says, Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed, and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. If you've come to Jesus, go for Jesus. If you know Christ's salvation, if he's changed your heart, go tell somebody. Go show somebody today. Tell them how great things the Lord has done for you. Tell him of your, his compassion in your life. Begin right where you are and tell everybody you can today that Christ is enough. What an encouragement to know that regardless of the situation, we can trust the Lord Jesus. You can find a Bible reading schedule through the Miracles of Jesus and many additional study resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Visit us online today and let us know that you're listening. We are very grateful that you're making this journey with us through God's Word. Until next time, remember this, Christ is enough. Thank you.